Megan, say hello to your brother for me, too. Johnny? Yeah. Nobody yeah, said I haven't seen him in a long time. Hey, he's around here somewhere. All right. See you, Jimmy. See you tomorrow. There you go. Welcome back, everybody, to episode three of Oh Yeah, Oh Yeah, the Entourage podcast. host comedian J.R. Hickey. I'm coming to you from San Francisco, California. I hope everybody had a Merry Christmas. Happy New Year's Eve to everybody who may be listening uh, on Monday when this episode drops. We are now on all of the things. Great news. We're now on iTunes. We are on Spotify. We are on Stitcher. We are in the Doodle Play Store. You have no excuse not to subscribe and leave us a five-star review. This is going to be a long journey. We have 93 episodes and a movie to go. This is going to take a while. I need you guys to subscribe so that every episode arrives every Monday morning. I am leaving on my honeymoon, actually. When you are listening to this right now, I will be on the other side of the world. I just got married back in August, so if I'm a little late in responding to tweets, Instagram messages, DMs, whatsoever, I apologize. I am supposed to be spending time with my new wife. I'm super excited because we have uh, an extra special guest on today to talk about episode three of season one of Entourage, The Talk Show. He is a former BroBible.com writer. He's currently the political editor over at The Daily Dot. This guy writes breaking national news stories five to seven times a day. He manages a team of political reporters daily, but luckily for him, we will not be talking about politics. We will not be getting into current events. We are just talking about Entourage. Welcome to the show, David Cavucci. Hello. Uh, we could certainly talk about the politics of Entourage. I mean, <laughs> we can get into it later. But yeah, this is a nice change of pace. And um, I'm looking forward to not, not thinking about any of that shit for a half hour. And we appreciate you taking time on your schedule. You're all the way on the East Coast. I'm all over on the West Coast. So you and my time overlapped a little bit at Bro Bible, but you're a little bit older than me. So I'm looking forward to hearing the, the different perspectives. Oh, I think we started watching Entourage. I remember you uh, talking about watching it on a family trip. I think we were, you know, summers home from college. Uh, and I also remember that, like, first year out of college, we would all get together on Sunday night, you know, some bong rips, some uh, some 40s and watch Entourage, which seems like got a lifetime ago. I haven't uh, done either of those things in a couple weeks. So <laughs> just Was- kidding. It's been... Was Entourage a Sunday tradition for you for the all Oh, absolutely. Eight you know, it was like right after college, you know, a couple of guys, a couple guys had a house. Uh, a few of us were living at home and like Sunday we would go over to their house, watch Entourage and then Flight of the, Flight of the Concords. And we would yep. just, you know, we'd be passing along the whole time, getting <laughs> drunk and then going to, you know, just hope that my mom was asleep when I got home. So... <laughs> Well, it's great. I, everyone's experience has been different. I like hearing about the guys Except who watched all it in the college. Same. Uh, it's interesting hearing about everyone's different experiences with the show because it really captured almost a whole generation of men. Let's be honest. It was men. I mean, I, I, I'm excited because we have a female guest on for next week, a little bit teaser. I'm Ooh. apprehensive to hear about what her experience with Entourage is and how badly it's aged in her eyes. But yeah, it's it's always been interesting to hear, uh, you know, week over week, you know, where the guests uh, experienced the, the show. Yeah, I, I honestly, I didn't even remember this episode when I watched it. You know, some of the things, every episode is about the same, so <laughs> I, I got the general gist of it. But uh, I'm not even sure if I saw this episode. I mean, I think I've watched the whole show, but <laughs> this was uh, this was a new experience for me because I, I hadn't watched, I definitely hadn't watched an episode of Entourage in at least like 
six years. Yep. I guess I saw the movie, but um, you know, it was exactly as I remembered. So uh, I had a had a Coors Light and a shot of whiskey next to me, and, and watched an episode of Entourage. I just got I just drove down to DC and had like a four hour drive, and so I just got to my buddy's place and uh, popped it in, and it was a, it was a great way to unwind from a long drive. Perfect. This is the first episode, not really the first, when we talked last week about episode two, the review, I mentioned how this is like the first iteration of Vince getting a bad review. This episode, episode three, is, is the first episode where like the boys don't want to talk show. This repeats itself. <laughs> is there more of that? Like six more times. There are like six or seven more bad reviews. He goes on like four more talk shows. So this is like the first iteration of these experiences. And they're really fresh and really funny. And it's just funny to think that like, I think Jay, uh, I think uh, Vince goes on Jay Leno in like six seasons, and you're kind of like, all right, Vince is on Jay Leno. Like, I, I don't know, it just it, it kind of becomes uh, uh, repetitive, to be honest. But well, it's the same thing. It's there's only so much you know in a given career. Like every episode of Law and Order is about the same. Like True. it's you know they've got new movie, you know downtime movie promo. I don't know what else celebrities do, but those <laughs> those three things kind of hit it. So it kind of makes sense that it's it's redundant. I mean my. Every day of my life is exactly the same. True. So, True. Know, same I've probably here. been on six talk shows. <laughs> <laughs> All right, why don't we dive into uh, the episode? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, episode three of season one of Entourage is entitled The Talk Show. It aired on August 1st, 2004. The number one song on the Billboard charts that week, for the second week in a row, was Confessions Part 2 by Usher. <laughs> I was hoping you were going to ask me what it was because I remembered. I was like, I bet it hasn't changed that much. <laughs> yeah, I can't really quiz people we do because these songs like stay on the top of the charts for a while. So Yeah, there'll probably be one season where it's just like all some sort of Justin Timberlake. Yeah, like. yeah. Future Sets, Love Sounds, something like that. Oh. This same weekend, uh, in a blockbuster trade, Nomar Darcy-Apara was traded from the Boston Red Sox to my Chicago Cubs. Hey, are there scholarships for ethnic students because her middle name is Nomar? Nomar! Nomar! It was a blockbuster four-team swap right before Saturday night's non-waiver trade deadline, and it was an experiment that ultimately failed in the city of Chicago. David, baseball fan? No, I was looking. I thought I was trying to remember off the top of my head some of those uh, players trade traded in the Nomar Garcia Pirate trade. I couldn't, but I do remember. You know, you looking it up, you see names like Doug Mankiewicz, yep, uh, which is just a quite the bro name. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it worked out for you guys in the end. You won the World Series. Yeah, yeah, just twelve <laughs> years later. Um, yeah, perfect trade. Perfect. <laughs> it was the, the lawn, the lawn play. That's what it was. Extremely long play. Okay, so in this episode. The boys attend a boxing match at the Staples Center, where they bump into various celebrities. While Turtle and Drama talk to Luke Wilson about his new home theater system, Jimmy Timmel invites Vince to come on his show to promote Head On. In the morning, the foursome discuss their past relationships with women, and the consensus, everyone but Eric, seems to be that it's better to leave a girl dangling than to break up with her. Drama also fills Vince in on his old grudge against Jimmy Timmel. Later on, Eric tries his best to do a pre-interview for Vince's appearance while they all enjoy a game of golf. Afterwards, he breaks it to Vince that one of his one-night stands will be appearing on the show as well. The day of the show, Kristen, E's ex-girlfriend, stops by the guest house to pick up some things from Eric, where the visit quickly turns into breakup sets. Meanwhile, Drama and Turtle visit Rufus, 
who tells them that if Vince plugs his company on the show, they'll get their home's theater system for free. At the show, the boys go to the green room while Vince sets out for a pre-show apology slash visit. Emily shows up and shares a cigarette with Eric, and with a little help from drama, their free home theater system is secured. Did I miss anything, David? That sounds, I mean, we, we hit, there's a lot going on in this episode, but. I think that was a very high level view of it. You know, there was a lot of uh, minutiae and sort of internal drama that, uh, that we'll get into. But yeah, that's basically what happened. Let's get into it and now. You we... focused on the, cigar- the cigarette versus like all the drama showing up to. I know, I know, I know. I, 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 I just wanted to hit the, the, the high points of the episode, and then let's get into the minutiae right now. So we always start with our favorite moment from every episode of Entourage. Dave, what was your favorite moment from this episode? My favorite moment was just sort of the uh, the breakfast table conversation after the night out of the boxing match, because uh, that was so relatable to me. Just, you know, that sort of uh, next morning after big night out where you're living in a group house, everyone is sort of different levels of hungover still drunk you know one person is cooking you know one person is like lying down under a blanket (laughs) but everyone is you know in a a good mood relaxed and you're just sort of bantering about the night before whatever bullshit like that to me was sort of the most like this is an experience i could absolutely that i absolutely had that i know you know real well and that is um just extremely memorable you know it's it's a very unmemorable event that is sort of a memorable uh, way that I spent my life. <laughs> no, I, I mentioned this when I did the pilot episode with uh, Brandon that these these little moments of walking and talking, busting balls, like just like you know, essentially bros being bros. It had never been seen before, and in season one specifically, they're very natural and relatable. I think you know the creators of Entourage, the producers, caught on that those were those were you know kind of the the moments that people liked. So that at later seasons, they're kind of pigeoned pigeonholed in is that the word i'm looking mm-hmm. for yeah yeah kind of shoehorned. shoved it tr- tr- yeah shoehorned in thank you um i'm a writer professionally <laughs> should know that <laughs> yeah. one <laughs> but uh honestly like i exactly agree like this moment around the breakfast table is one of my favorite moments very relatable just talking about breakups which you know if you've been with a group of guys since childhood you know each other's breakups you know your 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 roster of of bad moments these guys are right you lose control around that girl you guys don't know dick all right? You never had a relationship. You never ended one. The only person you ever loved is yourself. What's not to love? Look, breaking up is painful. That's why I never do it. I mean, why hurt someone when you can just let it drag on forever? What was, uh, what was your favorite moment? So it's honestly, it's the climax of the show, but it's, it's such a perfect comedic moment when uh, Jimmy Timmel calls Johnny Drama out onto stage from uh, the green room, and they're sitting there, and... Uh, Timmel asks, you know, what's the setup like at the at the bachelor pad? And then uh, Johnny goes, Hey, tell him about the home theater. Oh, yeah. So we have this uh, really great house, and it's got everything. Except? Except a home theater. But we've been told that Rufus at Home Video Solutions is the best, best in, in the, the business. business. <laughs> and they're like, put the hat on drama, and they shoot like the thumbs up at the camera. It is... So fucking cheesy, but so perfect. It, it elicited like an actual laugh out loud for me because, I mean, they're just, they're, you know, they're selling their souls a little bit. They're selling out as, as quickly as possible for a new home theater. Well, you did the, um, honestly, you guys did the, you do the segment every uh, week about what aged the worst yeah. from every episode. That actually aged the best, you know, yes. the, the, the era of celebrities doing product placement and just straight up shilling for brands and yep. having no shame about it. That is probably one of the more prescient um 
moments from the episode because now in you know if something like that happened uh out of place something like that happened in 2018 you just sort of like think like yeah that's sort of normal but here is this big deal about them you know getting him to mention it on the uh on the shows maybe sort of I don't want to say it was a time when celebrities had integrity, but uh, <laughs> I guess it did a little bit. So they, they predicted that by, you know, a factor of yeah. hundreds. Yeah. What was your least favorite moment of the episode? What was my least favorite moment? Um, I think the scenes with uh, Ian Kristen were just a yeah. little bit all too real. Yeah. Uh, it just stung, you know. Uh, yeah. Me watching, as someone who's gone through an on-again, off-again relationship, just watching that and seeing, you know, the way he was a pushover in it and just sort of, you know, was such a chump. And I was like, man, I've been that chump too. Yep. And I wish he just sort of, you know, handled it a little more, uh, I don't want to say manly, manly but yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But I was just like, I felt it, but which has also made it a good scene too. You know, you understand a lot of people know that sort of, uh, yeah, just being in a, a weak handed position in a yeah. relationship and being the, the chump and, oh man, I hated that. Same, same here. Secondhand embarrassment. It's what watching an episode of The Office or something like that. You just cringed the whole time. Honestly, I agree with you. Not that he should have been more manly, but he just needs to have more confidence about himself. You know, she's coming to visit him in this mansion that he's like helping his best friend. He's helping his right. best friend his career. Like, have a little bit more. I'm going to Jimmy Kimmel tonight. I, there are going to be girls there. I'm fine. You know, even if you're not fine in a breakup, like. Give the confidence yeah. and the illusion that you're not fine, that you are fine. Uh, and also, I, 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 she was like shitting on him for living yeah. with his like yeah. best friend, which I get. I mean, I understand that you're sort of in a no-win situation there, but like, come on, how do you, how could you be like, well, my my best friend makes millions and is yeah. offering to you know just share it with me. What am I supposed to do? Like, you know, and and he does later on in the show branch out and get his own place once he establishes his career. But like what 20, you know, three, 25, I don't know how old they're supposed to be in this age, man, you know, wouldn't just live in their buddy's house for free. And she's also, I think she's supposed to be in college or maybe in grad school. Yeah. She's 23. She knows nothing. And that, this is, I mean, we can talk about this later when I talked about, you know, worst new character, but the thing she says, I'm probably in the best shape of my life. You look like shit. I do. Yeah. Who's been cutting your hair, turtle? I'm a psych major, Eric. It's just, uh, it just makes me cringe. Oh like, yeah, that one. Like <laughs> I, I know that. Like I'm a psychology major. I get what everyone. You know, like I read people's minds. I understand what you know. You're projecting right now. Ugh, brutal, <laughs> brutal. Okay, um, oh. every every episode of Entourage has just a plethora of amazing lines. Some timeless lines that 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 we quote uh, on and off for the past decade. What was your favorite line from the show? Oh man, <laughs> my favorite line was actually a uh, a sound effect. It was when Turtle uh, rammed them in a golf cart while they were trying to do the uh, pre-show interview. Yep, you're gonna freak. You know who else on the show tonight? Who? Sarah Foster. Oh shit! You serious? Oh, oh, oh. No. You're fucking dead. Fuck you, fuck you, baby. <laughs> Woo! Yo, Turtle. Hey. Woo! Hey. Because I just know that uh, I'm not walking. I've been that guy who doesn't care what his friends are doing and just wants to fuck around and uh, just ramming a golf cart. You know that that great crunch that came out of nowhere. We yep. didn't really quote it, but uh, that behavior I've reenacted uh, hundreds and hundreds of times. And they continue that as at the clubhouse. They're sitting outside and they start oh, throwing ice yeah. at each other. It's totally like oh, a bunch of Queens guys out here in LA. Like look at them not not conforming to societal's norms. Like it's it's very. Uh, there's a lot of that in these first couple episodes. These guys don't fit in. 
Yeah, they really are just fucking around. Yeah. Another another great, you know, like uh, bro connection moment. My favorite line from this episode is uh, a scene uh, at Jimmy Timmel's or at the Jimmy Timmel show where Ari's trying to get into the green room and Sarah Silverman walks by, one of the many uh, celebrity cameos in this episode. And Sarah Silverman talks to Ari and she starts thinking that Ari's hitting on her. That's so scumbaggy. I know you're married. I take Krav Maga with your wife. And this is kind of where Ari Gold 2.0 comes out. We talked about how in the first couple episodes he's just like a pure scumbag. The line he utters is, I know, I know you do. I'm not trying to fuck you, Sarah. I'm trying to sign you. It's it's so baller, but it's also so like indicative of his behavior for the rest of the show. He like has all these opportunities to sleep with whatever models, movie stars, stuff like that, and all he wants to do is just like make his business better. See, I thought that line was kind of bullshit because really? the way that scene played out for me uh, was he was trying to sleep with her, and then because you talked about him being sort of more skeezy in the first couple episodes, and then when he realized that wasn't going to work, he's just like, and that's something he does really well. It's just he was trying to. Uh, spin that line right back on someone else to like you know save face but in a way that sort of is makes him look you know smarter and better and you know like you're the one being the you know yeah in the wrong so he was just like i'm not trying to fuck you i'm trying to sign you he totally had an interaction gone a different way that was you know he was definitely thinking about it but he was just you know and he's good at saving face in sort of an asshole way wow i so you took it a completely different way than i did i i assumed that he was absolutely sign her and you saw it as he was trying to fuck her and then pivoted at the very end. Absolutely, yeah. Interesting. The first disagreement on Oh Yeah, Oh Yeah. <laughs> the oh, no. show. Dude, I'm telling you, the show's got layers. I know, it does. It's, it's like an onion. All right, music plays a big part in the show. Every episode, there's five, six, seven different songs that you have to kind of parse through and determine which one is your favorite. This one didn't have as many songs as maybe episode two did, but uh, if you had to choose a song from this episode that would be the best song, which would it be? I mean, it's Head Sprung by LL Cool J. I hadn't heard that song in forever, and when it came on, you know, just those opening lines, yep. you know, like, They call me Big L.A. Big Silly. Big Money. Big Billy. When signed in the market. like, you play that, you know what I'm talking about. I'm just like, fuck, I know that song. What the fuck is that song? I had to look it up right away, and then I felt stupid for not remembering it. But, you know, they're walking through, like, the set to Jimmy yep. Kimmel, yep. and that's just bumping, and it's like, you've got, you know, everything. It just feels so cool. I mean, yeah, they do use music to such a great effect to make the, just things seem so much cooler than they actually are. And there, they're just, like, really, they're just walking through the set of Jimmy Kimmel, but it seems like the most baller thing. 100%. I completely agree with you. The best song is LL Cool J, Headsprung. It's right when they leave their house. Vince has, like, a wrinkled black T-shirt on, and someone's like, aren't you going to change? And then he just takes it off and puts on, like, a non-wrinkled black T-shirt, and they're just like, you're the best. <laughs> the best oh, yeah. And then That's right. Walking. Oh, that reminds me. Isn't a... Never mind. We'll talk about her later. Yeah, we will talk about uh, what we're coming up. So the worst song, the worst song from the episode was actually, for me personally, it was uh, during the boxing scene at the beginning. The song On the Grind by North Star is playing. I feel like I had this CD. I had this song on like some weird Nelly mixtape cd one of those things that you'd pick up at like sam doty where it's not an actual album Ooh, by nelly it's, i was a towered records kind of y- guy yeah, but. yeah 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 sam doty was uh the suburbs of chicago but uh i i heard it and i it really brought me back but not in a good way it brought me back to being like 
a virgin in my my like car bumping you know i don't know if that makes any sense yeah. to you it just was like no, it was way too it was way too dated <laughs> yeah like something where you you could play headsprung at a party right now and people mm-hmm. would love it yeah whereas that song would just it would flop exactly did you have a worse song or it was that one i yeah. didn't even bother looking it up i was yeah. just like right when the episode came on i was like i don't need to worry about this bit for the rest of the yep <laughs> we got that yep. one we got that one locked away all right, this is I'm excited because now the celebrity cameos are starting to ramp up in Entourage. You know, first episode there was one, second episode there was two. In this episode, there are five celebrity cameos. So I'm going to just I'm just going to mention them all high level, and then I want to hear which one your favorite one was. Okay, I'm curious who you're counting as a celebrity here. So go ahead. Yeah, list there's them all. there's one that you might not have. Uh, actually, maybe it's four. My bad. <laughs> it might be four. I apologize. Um, obviously, Fat Jimmy Timmel. Like yeah, the, he, he's he's probably count, the biggest one. I didn't even count one. him as, yeah. as one. <laughs> uh, Luke Wilson uh, yeah. at the bar after the fight, and then you don't notice him standing next to Luke Wilson is Rick Rubin, the famous uh, producer. Producer, yeah, okay. he's standing right there. Sarah Silverman, obviously, and then Sarah Foster. Okay, I see. I had Lennox Lewis, Evander yep. Holyfield, and yep. Vitaly Klitschko. I counted them as celebrities. I I did too, but there's no. You know, they don't utter any lines. They don't really engage. Enough, they just yeah. kind of walk through the scenes. But, yeah, so that could have been – you could have technically seven or eight. Uh, yeah, no, I think they can. Let's count them. Who was your favorite, David? Uh, my favorite was probably Lennox Lewis. I just saw him <laughs> out of nowhere. I was like, holy shit, that's Lennox Lewis, you know. <laughs> there was a point where he was the greatest boxer in the world. You know, he was this, like, six-foot-six British guy who just didn't sound like a boxer. You know, he had that really, like yep. – they should have had him talk, man. He had that great just British accent that sort of sounded very erudite and not something you'd expect. He could just – beat the shit out of people um you know i I do remember the klitschko brothers really well yeah uh i I thought it's hilarious they're going to a boxing match because that is still sort of the uh pinnacle of celebrity like you know just the the floor seats at a boxing match um sarah silverman was great you know it sort of seemed was she dating jimmy kimmel at the time yeah they were dating at the time and that was what was implied she was there just hanging out as they're dating okay man who goes to their like boyfriend's office every day yeah I, th- I mean, he has a, a show daily, and those things are recorded, like, in the middle of the afternoon. She has nothing better to be doing. Like, Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, yeah, I got Lennox Lewis. Who's yours? Uh, I would say Luke Wilson. So I got this guy, Rufus. He's got this company called Home Video Solutions. He just installed this sweet little home system in my place on Mulholland. State-of-the-art everything. I mean, I could charge admission at this place, guys. Really? I'm not kidding you. And here's the kicker. I mentioned Rufus's name in InStyle. All he charges me for is installation. Fuck you. No, fuck you. Seriously. Rufus. That's how he does it. He's a wildcat. You know, Turtle's like, fuck you. And he's like, no, fuck you. He's like so excited about his home theater system. Luke Wilson was also kind of like at his peak at this time. This is right, right after Old School had come out earlier that oh, summer. Okay. He had cameoed in Anchorman, The Legend of Ron Burgundy. So idiocracy was like a year away so he, he was right there this is like pete loot wilson and that's why i enjoyed seeing him that's funny because i had him as my worst i thought he was just so stupid in that he was like oh i got my home theater like it's so cool like if i was at a party and some guys were telling about their home theater that they got installed i'd be like fuck you but if you were at a party in 2004 and someone was telling you about their home yeah theater i guess system. i'd forgotten about old school uh I mean, I hadn't forgotten about him. I forgot that. I didn't realize he was. I thought. See, I saw it, and I was like, "Oh, this must be like a pre-fame Luke Wilson that's just doing like a scrub-ass cameo." No, this is like but peach Luke Wilson. <laughs> I was totally wrong about that then. All right, and for worst celebrity cameo, I'll offer up mine first. I'll see if you agree with me. Definitely Sarah Foster. 
Um, uh-huh. You know, Vince's one night stand that he goes back and sleeps with right before the show. They did brought on the show. She was in the new 90210. She's the daughter of wow. the famous composer David Foster. Okay. She just kind of, you know, first off, you you see it now and you're like, who the fuck is that? Yeah, she, so she was a real celebrity in that show. In the show, she was like, yeah, she was a, a real, real stand-in celebrity. And this is, <laughs> okay, this is I thought little, it was just a made-up character. I thought that for years until I, you know, now that I have the power of Google at my fingertips while I watch these, like I looked her up. Yeah. Do you know who what she does now? This is fucking crazy, David. Her and her sister Erin are now the co-heads of creative for Bumble, the dating app. They're like wow. celebrity CFOs. They're not CFOs. They're CCOs for for. You could for de- you should have gotten her on this episode. Seriously, instead. I'm sure she would have been just been like, yeah, you can plug Bumble. Yeah. I, yeah, I'm I'm swiping as we speak. You know what? Like maybe I'll just I'm gonna actually record this episode with her. You're out. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. I don't care. <laughs> so uh, I'll just we, I'll just keep swiping. <laughs> we agree that was the worst celebrity cameo. Sure. I mean, I actually I really didn't like Luke Wilson. But you did. Hey, fair enough. <laughs> I had him as my worst. All right, I had him as my best. Fine. I I disagree with your Lennox Lewis thing because it they clearly just planted Kevin Dillon, aka Johnny Drama, to like say something to Lennox Lewis as he walked by. Like there wasn't an actual like, you know, fair. Yeah, it wasn't an actual cameo to me. There probably wasn't a contract. Yeah, or something. exactly, exactly. Maybe Lennox, Lennox Lewis, Lewis doesn't have residuals. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> One of the meatiest parts of these uh, episodes of Oh Yeah, Oh Yeah is we talked about what hasn't aged well. What didn't age well to you from this episode, The Talk Show? I have two. All right. Um, first, it's uh, uh, Vinny Chase's front left tooth. <laughs> There's like no way in 2018 that a celebrity would have a fucked up front tooth and be that famous, yeah. right? Like, yeah. Especially like a young heartthrob type, like yeah. Unless you're like a Michael now. Strahan, who like it's part of their personality, right? No, there's there's <laughs> no way a celebrity today would have that fucked up a front tooth. Yeah, which is like, did he ever get that fixed? I, he had to have. I did. I honestly didn't notice the front tooth, and there's no way I've watched. <laughs> there's no way that he had to have gotten it fixed in between seasons. He he has a he has a messed up front tooth, and it bothered me the entire time. <laughs> And then the other thing was uh, all the uh, low-rise jeans in mm-hmm. the green room. Mm-hmm. Like, this was just, like, girls were walking around spaghetti-strapped, like, tank tops and low-rise jeans. And I was like, I know they said they're making a comeback now, but right now you would look so out of place wearing those. That's right. You know, fashion really doesn't age well. I, I, I've i always thought of this mo- this uh, category as moments, but fashion and, yeah, you know, uh, <laughs> vernacular, those are the things that really don't age well in the show. Minor couple speed ones. Uh, Luke Wilson has a fat home theater. P H A T. Oh, jeez. And then an overweight Jimmy Timmel. Like fat Jimmy Timmel was like it was a little refreshing to see because I remember him from the Man Show, but he is, does not look that way uh, now. And yeah, that set is pretty dated too. You look at that and you're just like, oh yeah, that's like the set from when like probably like Bill Simmons was writing on the show then like yep. it was this was, an this ugly was the old first set. the first year of Jimmy Timmel live it was on ABC he was within the first year they that must have been why they got him on on entourage it had to have just mm-hmm. been like a, a cross promotional thing yeah oh absolutely okay so every week we award the Dom award for worst new character on the show uh are we in agreement here is it Kristen yes yeah, i guess she stays i mean i hate to say worst cuz Eh, she's pretty bad. She's pretty bad. <laughs> I mean, I yeah, you know, um, well, that's okay because I don't. Are you gonna do the best new character? Yeah, too? we'll talk about the best new okay. character in a second. Yeah, but. you know, it, it it sort of she's actually pretty good in that. Um, 
everyone hates E, and she makes him even more hateable because he just acts like a like a wuss around her. Yeah. So in that sense, she's actually not that bad. But yeah, she's uh, she doesn't have that much of an impact, and she's just sort of there. Like there's not you know maybe her she's not the worst, but like her character where she's just designed to be a drag on the show. Is exactly. The worst. Like you know the 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 girl dragging down the boys, right, like your yeah. buddy who has the girlfriend that everyone doesn't like. Like that's essentially what it is. Yeah, that that trope. Who would you say? So this is now this is a new category. We, you know, last week I was talking about how much I love Marvin, their accountant, and I think this this category this week is done. From now on, will be known as the Marvin Award for the okay. best new character. Who is the best new character in your opinion? Well, I can never remember her name, and I always just call her. There's the lady that's in all the HBO opening credits, who's like Sheila Jaffe, like the head of casting. <laughs> and I always just call this PR woman on Entourage Sheila Sheila because that's the only name I remember. What's this PR uh, woman's name? Shauna. Shauna. Sheila. Yes. Shauna. See, I'm not yeah, that far. Yeah, close. Uh, so this was Shauna's first episode, right? Yeah, this is the introduction of Shauna. Okay, I mean she's great throughout. Uh, she's great in in every episode, and she's she is a she's a bit of a scene stealer too. Like she's got that you know, and that's another thing I meant to bring up that didn't age well was Vince just like staring at her breasts while they were suit shopping. I was like, come on, man, like. And he's just like being all horny with his PR person. It's like that is not not acceptable at all. She that works. She works bad. for you, type thing. I mean, like in 2004, everyone was probably just like, "Ooh, dude!" Like, damn, Vince is just like staring at her boobs <laughs> while she's like picking out suits for him. But it it looked like just so pervy. Yeah, it does. In retrospect, if that were to happen today, yeesh. Yeah. So Shauna's played by Debbie Mazur. This is the first we see of her, and then she goes on to guest star in 50 total episodes of Entourage. 50. That's over half. It's an important position. I imagine, you know, any, I'm not really versed in the celebrity uh, industrial complex, sure. but I imagine, you know, uh, of all the people you talk to the most, your PR person is probably up there. Oh, yeah. Everything you say publicly has to go through that person. So, yeah, um, she played famously. She played Sandy in Goodfellas, uh, Henry Hill, Ray Liotta's uh, Dumad. Uh, mm-hmm. She was Susan in So I Married an Axe Murderer, and she was Jane in Empire Records. She's been steadily working for 36 years. She has over 100 credits to her name. So, yeah, love Shauna. Every time she's on the screen, she's a firecracker. She lights it up. She's the Marvin Award for Best New Character. I almost did Rufus because I like that actor, Marlon Young. He hasn't really been in much. He was actually on Family Matters. It's a rare condition this day and age to read any good news on the newspaper page. Love and tradition of the grand design. Way back really? in the day, yeah. He was like, he, he did like a season of Family Matters and then re- most recently he was on an episode of Better Call Saul. But I think it's okay. I think it's Shauna over Rufus because Shauna just, she just has much more meatier scenes with the boys. Mm-hmm. Okay. See, I'm gonna give my I'm gonna give my uh, Dom award to the Rolling Rocks they were drinking at the end of the episode. Like oh, that, yeah. I yeah, that was that's the worst thing. Maybe I should <laughs> honestly, there should be a category that's worst product placement because yeah, there's some like just really best or bad worst, ones. Yeah. So let's award. It won't be the Dom award. The Rolling Rocks award. The, the Rolling Rock uh, product placement. Like, who the fuck drinks Rolling Rock? First off, I had it once in my life and it was terrible. Yep. And actually, I've had it way more. Than yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, don't don't fool yourself, Dave. <laughs> but man, the the glass line tanks of Latrobe. P- I guess I'm doing product placement for them. <laughs> yeah, they're just like sitting around like drinking fucking rolling rocks at the end of the episode. It's like who the fuck does that? I know, I know. Okay, every episode, Vince is the winner of the episode, so he is exempt from this category. But so who besides Vince won this episode? 
I mean, you obviously the easy answer is drama because yep. he was just, uh, you know, he got he got his shit sorted out, and and that's sort of a staple of his character. Of this, just it's a very sort of the lead up to whatever situation he's about to be in um, is dramatic, and it looks like he's gonna you know sort of bumble and flail, but in the end, he always sort of pulls a victory out of his ass, um, yep. and and that's why you love him. So I got to give it to him too. Yeah, he he did some Timmel's talk show. He did some some screen time that he didn't expect. He gets to plug the home theater system. He mates up with Jimmy Timmel, and he probably gives a ends toast up, at the end. Yeah, gives a toast. He probably is the last line in the episode. Like yeah. he's he's the winner this week, one hundred percent. Now, yeah, you know, it's when he's got that sort of doofy smile on his face at the end of the episode. You know, you know, things went well for him. Perfect transition into our favorite Johnny drama moment from this episode. Um, what was yours? I mean, I can I just go with the when he, you know. He's so expressive, uh, you know, it's sort yeah. of a, it's a funny joke for that he's a, you know, considered a terrible actor in the show, when he's actually a great, I mean, I think he's a, a really talented actor, and you know, sort of that, when he's getting, you know, when his brother asks him on stage at Kimmel, obviously, you know, this is the culmination, so this sure. should be the best moment, but like, he, just that sort of um, range of facial expressions he goes through, like, it's a combination of like, excitement, fear like he's like oh my god i'm gonna be out there but yep. at the same time i'm terrified and then you know when he's sort of getting pushed out there and asked you know when he says uh do we have time for makeup yeah. uh, i love that little bit like that's just right that's just he's just perfectly embodies the character and that is sort of the that moment is is just johnny drama distilled of of terrified excited um and also concerned about how he looks perfect. you know when it's the least important thing perfect uh, my favorite Johnny Drama moment is when E is doing the pre-interview while they're all golfing, and yeah. Drama's on the tee box, and Drama just turns to E and Vince and says, Hey, tell him about the stoned-out craft service girl who blew me after lunch. Dude, stop it, Drama. I'm trying to help. Well, you're not helping. You're embarrassing me. Uh, the, that line followed by, Hey, I was on Arsenio. It never aired because he got canceled, but I was good. Those are just two perfect... I mean, in terms of season one Johnny drama lines, those are top ten lines, and they, they yeah. happen bat to bat. So rolling on my parents' couch back in Chicago as I was watching. Um, last category. Was this an A-list episode, a B-list episode, or a D-list episode? I think this was a first A-list episode. Have you had one yet? First A-list episode was the first episode of Entourage, oh, the pilot. Right. Yeah, That was a B-list episode. It was a B-list episode. <laughs> I, I think, to be honest, I've been thinking about it. I really only want to award one or two A-list episodes a season to keep uh-huh. it. Because there really are. If you think back on your favorite Entourage episodes, there are yeah. like 10 or 12. That's like 10% of all the episodes. So I, I try to limit my A-list. I don't want to give them okay. out liberally. Well, yeah. so this is the first episode I've watched in, you know, five years, yeah. and I enjoyed it. So it's it's A-list for me. Right, fine. Hey, man, we can, we can disagree 100%. You're, you're not okay. watching them in order as I am <laughs> week over right. week. Right. So. I was just like, man, that's good. I'll give it an A. <laughs> I, liked the, I liked the fact that they like, start the influx of celebrity cameos. They're a little random. They're, you know, some people are playing versions of themselves. You know, the introduction of Shauna. There's a lot of good yeah. stuff in here. I think what makes it not an A-list episode is the Kristen stuff. Rufus, I'd take or leave him. He's only like around for a little bit. And uh, yeah, I'd say I'd say you know Ari Gold being t- fucking fucking shady to Sarah Silverman also. Like, sounds like you're listing all A's. <laughs> you're, you're... <laughs> Let us know what you guys think. Uh, DM or tweet the Oh Yeah Instagram and Twitter accounts. They're both at Oh Yeah Pod. David, thank you so much for coming on the podcast and talking of about talking. Of course, man. Have me on in like season five. I never saw any of those and I'll just try and, <laughs> try and do one without uh, 
without any context. Perfect. Perfect. We'd love to have you back. Um, where can awesome. the listeners of Oh Yeah, Oh Yeah follow you, find uh, you, et cetera? Yeah, they don't need to. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> just like, this is just like Vince plotting his movie. He doesn't, they don't need yeah, to. Yeah, it's it. not a big deal. Yeah. If, you know. Yeah. All right, cool. <laughs> Type my name into Google. You can find me there. All right. And I am at JR Will Do It on Instagram and Twitter. Super excited for next week's episode, guys. It is date night. We have a female guest on. Looking forward to getting a female's perspective. Make sure you... Can you tease? Can you tease who the guest might be? Uh, 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 not yet. Just a hint? Just just a hint. She's she's, she's an author. She's a, she's, okay. she's a very popular, funny author. And uh, J.K. Rowling. Yeah, it's J.K. Rowling. <laughs> she took time out of her busy schedule with Damn. her multiple... Yeah, she's rewatching Entourage with us. She's my co-host. <laughs> It'd be great if she just started. You know, she always makes like Harry Potter references yeah. with Trump. If she just switched over to like that time, like Entourage, like you, sir, no turtle. Her Twitter feed is just all Entourage all day, every day. Oh man! Uh, <laughs> last little thing, guys. Mind. Five star reviews. We need them. More five star reviews get us higher on the charts, which get us more visibility. To get bitter and bitter deaths. David, thank you for joining us. Have a great rest of your week, guys, and we'll catch you on Monday. All right. Awesome. Hey,